Welcome back to Mystery Monday. If you are new here, my name is Holly, and every Monday we go over a new mystery. Today we are discussing the Cornrake Mystery. Todd and Amy Mullis lived in Delaware, Iowa, in a small town called Irville. It is known for farming and hog farming. Todd and Amy owned and operated a hog farm. They were married in 2004 and had three kids by 2018, Tristan, Wyatt, and Taylor. Amy was 38 years old and was described as bubbly and outgoing and just an overall fun person to be around. Todd was 43 years old and was described as a hard worker and was a well-known successful farmer. In November 10th of 2018, it began like any other morning for the Mullis family. Todd and his 13-year-old son, Tristan, were up early to start chores around the family's Iowa hog farm. Around 9.30 a.m., both Todd and Tristan say they headed to one of the two large barns on the property to prepare for delivery of baby pigs, and Amy joined them while the two younger kids stayed in the house. According to Tristan, Amy was standing on a bucket, cleaning the lights, and everything was fine for about 30 to 45 minutes. Then he noticed something was wrong with his mom. She was getting dizzy, and when she got on the bucket, she had to hold herself from falling, and when she got down, her legs were kind of shaky. Tristan said he was concerned. According to Tom, Amy had undergone an outpatient medical procedure a few days earlier, and this was left for her first time up and out of the house. Tristan asked his mom if she was okay, and she insisted that she was. But a short while later, he said Amy suffered another dizzy spell. At this point, Tristan said he both... Tristan said he both and Todd were worried. According to Tristan, Todd suggested Amy Amy go in the house and rest, but he asked if on her way she could grab a pet carrier out of a nearby shed. The shed was 30 yards away, or 27 meters. He told her he would need it later to round up some kittens and protect them from heavy machinery he planned to use. Amy agreed and left. Todd, or Tristan said he and his dad continued working in the hog farm in the hog barn for about another hour and a half. Todd recalls that they went into an office at the front of the barn and Todd looked out the window in the office and noticed that the pet carry wasn't where he asked Amy to put it. Tristan said his dad sent him to the shed to check things out, but as Tristan would later describe, when he looked into the shed, he made a horrifying discovery. His mother was laying face down with a corn rake, a heavy-duty farm tool with four sharp prongs sticking out of her back. She was unresponsive. I checked for a pulse on her neck and her arm, said Tristan. I just kind of freaked out. My anxiety level was 0 to 100 in about a split second, said Tristan. Tristan screamed for his dad. According to Tom Todd, when he arrived at the shed, he removed the rake from Amy's back because the shed was so narrow that he couldn't get Amy out of the shed without removing the rake and asked Tristan to go get the family truck and bring it up to the shed. He just wanted to help her, said Todd. He was in reaction mode. He wasn't thinking he was just doing. He just wanted to get her to the hospital. Todd said he got Amy into the truck, so Tristan pulled the truck up and got out into the passenger seat, and Todd carried Amy from the red shed and put her over her son, like over Tristan's lap, and Todd like ran into the driver's side of the truck and just started driving because they lived a little bit ways out. It was kind of a drive to the hospital. Then as Todd was on his way to the hospital, he called 911. Delaware County 911, what's the address of your emergency? Oh, hello? I'm on the road. 
I'm on a bus. Okay. What's going on? Sir? My wife, she's not responsive. I don't know if she's sick. I don't know if she's halfway out the door. I sent my son over to check on her. He's yelling at me, and I'm, she looks gone. Okay. Um, we'll get an ambulance for in just a second. Um, I'm headed there. I grabbed her and threw her in the truck. And the sun pulled me. Okay, you're headed to the hospital and she's in your vehicle? Yes, and there's no pulse. There's, there's no pulse. Can you pull over? I can. Okay, how about you pull over? Did you guys do anything? She's just, I feel nothing. Okay, what, what is your name, sir? Todd uh, Mullis. You feel anything? Oh. Amy, Amy, Amy. Okay, sir, what what happened that she's not conscious or breathing? She fell on a fork. I had two goddamn fork on her. It was an old fork sitting in somewhere, and then she was halfway out of the barn. Like, she okay. called to get out, and then pissed and yelled, and I ran over there, and she's leaving. She is not responding. Okay. Come on. Sir, do you feel comfortable uh, doing CPR? I can try. I'll try anything. She, is she flat on the... Are you able to get her flat across maybe the seat? Yeah, one, two. One, two. Go on. Come on, respond. She's cold. Come on. Come on. Come on. And the operator asked Todd to pull over and wait for help. First to respond was Deputy Luke Thompson, who recalled that Amy had quite a bit of blood on her clothes. We put her on the ground and started doing chest compressions, said Deputy Luke Thompson. As the deputy who worked on Amy, he asked Todd what happened. According to the deputy, Todd said he wasn't sure. As for Tristan, that day he told police he had been with his dad in the hog barn the entire time. That was Todd's alibi, that he was with his son in the hog barn the entire time. An ambulance arrived and took Amy to the hospital where she was pronounced dead. Amy was a nurse and the hospital that she was taken to was the same hospital that she used to work at. Uh, Amy quit working at the hospital because she Amy said she had no choice to quit working at the hospital Todd said she wanted to spend time with the family so that's like kind of up in the air um anyway she arrived at the hospital where she was pronounced dead Dr. Craig Thompson was on duty and he was told that Amy's death had been a freak accident but when he examined Amy's body he saw six puncture wounds on her back and at that point, Dr. Thompson began to take steps that questioned if this is had, had been an accident at all. Because a corn rake has four prongs, but Amy had six puncture wounds. Now, the Delaware County Sheriff's doesn't investigate many homicides. Amy was the only, the fourth in the last 10 years, so they asked for help from Iowa's Division of Criminal Investigation. Deputies began digging into the Mullis marriage, and they discovered that Amy had cheated on Todd five years earlier. Amy crushed the foundation of their marriage, the trust of their marriage, by having an affair. Amy and Todd decided to work it out. They went to counseling. Amy quit her job at the hospital to work on the farm. Todd said she wanted to spend more time with her family, like we said, but Amy told her friend she had no choice. She left because it was kind of a deal she made with her husband. The terms of the deal is that, Amy, you're done in the hospital and you're back on the farm. I'm keeping my eye on you. And Todd's position is she signed up for that. And this is going to be the way it was going to go. 
It took Todd a very long time, and I don't think he ever trusted Amy again. In fact, she told Terry Strainer, one of Amy's friends, Amy told Terry Strainer, who was one of Amy's best friends, that she felt like a prisoner. It was a very regulated who she could do things with. It was kind of a joke, the approved friend list, who she could actually go do things with. She was timed when she left home and when she got back. There was a line that was supposed to be she was a prisoner of Todd, so this is pretty intense stuff. It's controlling behavior. By 2018, Amy's confiding in friends like Patricia and that things are just not going well. She just wasn't happy in her marriage, and she hadn't been happy for many years. But Todd told a very different story to John Turbett, a special agent assisting in the investigation. John asked Todd if he was a loving husband and if he was kind to his wife. And Todd said, you can ask anybody. Like, we were so loving. Our marriage was just loving. And again, John asked Todd, how could, how do you describe your marriage to me? And Todd said, it was pretty tight, actually. Like, communication was great. We were together all the time, you know. I mean, it was good. Yeah, between us, it was good. But that just isn't the whole truth. In July of 2018, five years after Amy's first affair, Todd had noticed a change in her. His radar was up, and it raises a red flag. Going over phone records, Todd discovered his wife had been communicating with another man, Jerry Frasher, a field manager for the Millis Farm. Todd couldn't see their 128 texts over a month. But, uh... When Todd confronted Frasher, he was told that nothing was going on. It was just business stuff. We were talking about kids' activities. Nothing scandalous. But there was 128 texts over a month. Like a month. Todd even called Frasher's wife. And Jerry's wife convinces Jerry Frasher's wife convinces him that everything is fine, that they have a happy marriage, and she has no concerns about her husband. And that puts Todd's mind to rest. But as investigators quickly discovered, Amy and Jerry's Frasher's were having an affair. And that proved what they needed, a motive for Todd to kill Amy. The obvious choice is always the husband. But Todd, who also had an airtight alibi, his Tris, his son, Tristan, which means... As his father is tried for being the murderer of his mother, Tristan will be the most important witness for both the prosecution and the defense. And everyone was on the edge of their seats like, what is the son going to say? Now, on 2018, Tristan was with his father the entire time. That was the only thing that there was there. And so on trial... Tristan, now Amy's 14-year-old son, testified that he was with his father the entire time. He didn't lose sight of him. I'm with my dad the entire time. He may not know it, but he was alibying his father. If they're together the whole time, then his father cannot be assaulting his wife and killing his wife. Tristan spoke of the close bond he shared with his dad. We would go hunting, fishing, and go on a four-wheeler ride. We'd farm together, obviously, is what Tristan said. The two worked together on the farm often. On the day Amy died, the two younger kids stayed in the house while Amy and Todd joined Tristan. And Tristan described it as like it's kind of an open barn. It's about a hundred of a ball field long. Tristan described the vision of labor. He was setting up portable heaters, anticipating a delivery of piglets to the farm basically going over the entire day of November 10th of 2018. 
So then, after Amy left and his dad continued working together, Todd said, go work on Amy, or go check on Amy. And so this is what Tristan found when he looked under the shed. He said she was kind of on her hands and knees face down, and the corn rake was sticking out of her back. He said that he checked for a pulse, and that's when he ran and got his dad. And then Tristan, like, ran to the truck, and so he basically just described everything. But then, a little bit later, after prosecutors were questioning Tristan, Tristan kind of switched up his story and said, Well, maybe I lost sight of my dad, maybe I didn't. He just wasn't giving the consistent answer over and over again. So, the jurors took seven and a half hours over two days to come to their verdict, and the conviction was Todd was sentenced to life in prison without parole. We also have to discuss that Todd searched the topics of organs in the body, killing unfaithful women, and what happened to cheating spouses in historic Aztec tribes. So, there was enough evidence for Todd's conviction, but we also have to look at Jerry Frasher, the person that Amy was having an affair with. He had motive also because he had a wife and kids of his own, and the entire affair would just blow up his family, and he would lose his farm as well. So there's a lot of people to look in this mystery, and I really want to hear your guys' thoughts on it. Did Todd deserve the conviction that he got? Or do you think that he's guilty? Let me know and come back next Monday for another Mystery Monday.